Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. Before we get into today's episode, let's hear a question from our All Audio Q Bank. You can get a ton of questions just like this one in our app available on iOS and Android to help you study on the go. You can learn more at insidetheboards.com slash app. A 72-year-old man is admitted for myocardial infarction. Upon return from the cath suite for PCI, the patient is found to be pulseless and apneic. He does not respond to commands. What is the next best step? A. Apply monitor to obtain rhythm. B. Call for help and get an AED. C. Chest compressions. Or D. Two breaths by bag valve mask. And the correct answer is, of course, chest compressions. When you don't have a pulse, the only right answer is chest compressions. If it's an option and you don't pick it, there better be an obvious reason why you don't. It's not always the right answer, but on the test, it generally is going to be. If it isn't, they will lay on extremely heavily why chest compressions are contraindicated. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everybody that's tuning in to Inside the Boards today. My name is Eva, and I have... You're one and only the most mysterious man. Well, actually, he's not the most mysterious man, but he is somebody you should know. His name is Patrick Beeman, Dr. Patrick Beeman. And he has joined me today to talk a little bit about Inside the Boards and Ars Longa Media. Now, I feel like for those of you that don't know who Dr. Beeman is, I'm going to tell you a little bit about why he started Inside the Boards. Yes, he is our creator, our founder executive producer. He is he is everything. He's basically the guru behind Inside the Boards. So Dr. Beeman, welcome to Inside the Boards, obviously your network. <laughs> well, I mean, I think when I told you we first met, like I've never really thought of this as so much mine, as more like a steward of this kind of project. Because uh, I've always wanted like other people to be involved and for it not to be like, Coextensive with Patrick Beeman. <laughs> you know? He's very humble, guys, as you can tell. But I'm the most humble person in the world. He is. He really is. <laughs> and it's such a I'm pleasure. Just, wait, come on. That was a joke. I'm also hilarious. <laughs> yes, he is. 
But you guys, we just wanted to give you a quick brief about what Inside the Boards is. So Inside the Boards, like we have mentioned, is one of the largest medical education podcast network. So Dr. Beeman will tell you a little bit about what inspired him to start this. But basically, our mission is to teach you to think like a question writer so you can study more efficiently meet your target scores on exams, and ultimately be less anxious and more confident when taking the boards. Our growing family of unique podcasts have been downloaded over 1.5 million times, and we're always working on new content. So for all of those that are listening in, write to us, email us, tell us what you love to hear on Inside the Boards, and hopefully we can make that come true. Right, Dr. Beeman? Absolutely. I actually think our downloads are higher when I saw the last report um, overall. Yeah, it's probably closer to maybe even like 3 million. Uh, I'd have to ask Chris. You know, that's something we can talk about too. So yeah, thanks for doing this because I I feel like what are we kind of doing here? Like a, a new intro episode as we've been kind of looking to relaunch, give a new face to kind of reimagine ITV. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Beeman. Yeah, so um, I am Patrick C. Beeman. Fun fact, there's more than one Patrick Beeman, and uh, I'm the one who's a doctor. The other couple have more interesting backgrounds, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. I am a father of four kids. I'm 37 years old. My daughter, who is the oldest, just turned 17, which is crazy. So that means I had kids kind of like when I was younger and throughout medical school, which I've been out of for 12 years now. I'm an OBGYN. I'm board certified in OB, finished residency in 2014, and I currently work as an OB hospitalist and run a level one opioid treatment program because I'm pursuing board certification in addiction medicine this year. So that's kind of my clinical or or medical background. That's a long list of credentials, Dr. Beeman, and those are incredible things to be proud of for sure. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start Inside the Boards. Yeah, so Inside the Boards was born out of my journey educationally. So I was a philosophy major prior to medical school. Um, I got a master's degree in philosophy. And while I was doing that, I did a post-baccalaureate program to get my med school prereqs. And I taught philosophy at Cleveland State University prior to matriculating to the University of Toledo. Go Rockets. Um, Going from philosophy and the humanities and doing a lot of thinking and making distinctions and reading was different, so much so, you know, a lot of papers. That sort of educational experience was a a whole nother world. Um, I found out once I, you know, got into biochem and anatomy, which were the first two courses in med school. And that first year, I really struggled um, learning not just how to learn medicine and and how to adjust to kind of a pedagogy that's closer to the way the sciences work. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time really struggling to get through first year. And around the time that 
I was studying is when online question banks started to become used very often in prepping for med school and exams. And so I started using questions almost exclusively during my second year and discovered that when it comes to exams, at least practice questions were where it was at. So I just did a lot of questions and learned that you can kind of teach yourself to think like the people who write these questions. And by doing so, it can help guide your study and kind of help you figure out what is testable and what is not testable and how this subject might be testable, but how you don't have to memorize this thing because there's no way they would test on this subject in such a manner. This kind of like awareness for me proceeded with me taking a gig as a question writer for some of the popular question banks and like redoing the questions for case files, family medicine um, when I was a medical student. And then going on, once I got in residency, I became the director of content for one of the popular osteopathic QBanks and wrote and edited thousands of questions for standardized exams in med school, managed like 20 authors and kind of like taught them, you know, this like think like a question writer idea without people having to actually get a job in medical education, writing practice questions. And so I was going to write a book and it was 2015, which, you know, I realized it's probably not an ideal time to launch a platform just as a book. And this was the beginning of what they've called now the third wave of podcasting. And I figured, man, there's like literally no USMLE related podcasts. Why don't I go ahead and start one? And I did. And then to go back to the metrics that, that we had just mentioned, uh, we launched in July of 2016. And that year, that half a year, we acquired almost 20,000 downloads. In March of 2017, or before that, I was really like, man, I've done this six months. We're not gaining traction because while 20,000 sounds like a good kickoff, it's definitely not enough to like pay for some of the things that inside the boards are required, like, you know, website and design, the hosting for the podcast, recording equipment, things like that. But, you know, this was always more of like primarily a mission to me to help students with their exams more so than a business. But the more I've learned about business, I've realized that, you know, the creativity in commerce is, is what we call business. And so I've been trying to turn inside the boards into a business um, so that it can, you know, support some people and their livelihoods and also that we can produce more content, have more opportunities or avenues to get our content, like we developed an app. But in any case, 2017, we launched our Step 1 Study Smarter series, which was all about just like breaking down questions during like dedicated Step 1 prep time. And that really kind of propelled us forward as a podcast. So we got up to like a total of 175,000 downloads our second year, and then over 270 the following year, then 600,000, then about 780,000 in 2020. And it stayed around there for 2021. And I think as of, yes, July, the first six months 
of this year, 2022, um, we're at about 500,000. So we continue to grow little by little. And the thing that gets me and keeps me doing this in large part is that based on what we can tell from our backend metrics and streams and downloads and unique audience, over 10% of medical students listen to our network content. And that includes now the Inside the Board's main podcast, which you are currently listening to, our Inside the Board's Study Smarter podcast, which is all about like question dissections. We have the uh, Step Two Secrets podcast, which is a podcast version of our uh, chief content officer, Dr. Ted O'Connell's book by the same name. We also have Ted's Crush Step One book on our network and a collaboration with Physio called Physiology by Physio. And recently have added to our network StatMed Learnings, the StatMed podcast, which is honestly one of the best pieces of content and programs to help students who identify as bad test takers or who have a difficulty demonstrating their knowledge on exams when they've put the work in already in terms of study. So so there's a long-winded answer, but there you go. For sure. I think this is a very beneficial thing that you have started. And, you know, had I known about all of these platforms back when I was first started studying for step one, I think it could have really benefited me. And I think that there's so many students that are probably listening to now that might feel lost. This could be that avenue for them. So I think a lot of the work that you do, Dr. Beeman, is incredible. And thank you for bringing so much awareness and so much knowledge to students all across the world, Um, not just in the United States or Canada, but everyone and anyone that's listening from all over the world. Now, I have a few more questions for you. Now, you had mentioned, you know, another platform, Ars Longa Media. What is that all about? Tell us a little bit about that. So if you listen to the first, especially like year or so of Inside the Boards, you'll notice there's a lot of like intro music from artists um, that you may recognize, like Angels and Airwaves, a lot of like punk rock stuff, because that's what I was listening to at the time, like Say Anything or The Dangerous Summer. And what I wanted ITB to have was high production value. Um, But also in the back of my mind, I've always had an interest in music. And I thought, man, this is a way that I could start networking with people in the music industry. And so some of these other interests I've carried with me throughout my medical career, I knew would expand beyond just medical education. And, and so in 2020, we founded Ars Longa Media, which is a health media and creativity company. Uh, we produce, I think we have about 20 podcasts, either live or being onboarded to our network. And our focus is on creating content in healthcare, medical education, and mental health related stuff. And we are, you know, expanding into some other content areas like music now. But I wanted a place to do these other things that were not related to just the boards, um, different media endeavors. And that's how Ars Longa Media came about. And it's like inside the board, somewhat of an experiment. You know, we um, are trying to build a business that is is not just something for our own benefit, like the people involved, but something that gives an opportunity for the intersection between health and creativity. 
So if you're interested in, you know, that overlap or where those intersect, we've got some pretty uh, awesome projects going at uh, Ars Longa Media. And a lot of them, we're just waiting for the right people to step in and say, we want to help make it happen. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. Like, so, for example, if some of you are wondering what some of these interests are, one of them being something called True Crime Podcast. So, as a physician, we're not just always about learning and knowledge and practicing medicine. Sometimes other aspects of our lives, like Dr. Beeman has said, intersect and those are the things that we sort of display on Ars Longa Media. So check that out if you guys are listening. And anything else you want to add, Dr. Beeman? Yeah, for the people listening, just, you know, quickly, some projects we have going. We're in pre-production on a medical true crime podcast we're calling Malpractice. The passion project that I have, um, we call Code Periwinkle, which won't just be a podcast, but, you know, a centerpiece of it would be kind of like an audio sketch comedy for healthcare called Code Periwinkle. That would be like Saturday Night Live meets Grey's Anatomy meets like, I don't know, Colbert Report last week tonight from John Oliver. And we want that to be like a crowdsourced sort of thing with, you know, help from different writers. Uh, we want it to be comedic. We want it to be an opportunity for the creation of some edutainment that perhaps we can use to teach patients like health education concepts and, you know, just, I guess, uh, something that all of us can use as a creative outlet, whether you're a writer or you like to design things. But you can find out about all our projects and podcasts at uh, www.arslonga.media. That's just A-R-S. L-O-N-G-A dot media. So aside from all of this, is there something that you would want your listeners to know about you? Something interesting that you like to do aside from being an awesome OBGYN? Well, thank you. Um, actually, it's another ALM project. But so right now, part of what I'm spending my time doing is trying to create a network of addiction medicine slash recovery-oriented media, and we're calling it the Ars Longa Initiative Addiction Recovery Project. And we want to get a bunch of like podcasts and um, YouTube creators and people in entertainment and in professional organizations to collaborate together on a, you know, basically awareness sort of campaign that addiction is a treatable disease. And I probably shouldn't say everything about it, but the long and the short of it is we've got a podcast that's going to join our network um, where it's it's all about the intersection of uh, music and mental health. And we're going to take that podcast and dedicate a season to addiction, interviewing notable artists that have their own recovery stories and produce an album of cover songs from artists who may have like lost their lives to an overdose by some of the artists we interview or who get involved. And so basically what's cool about me is I'm also founding a record label. I don't do all of this stuff by myself. Like I have a friend who owns a record label and has a lot of connections in the music industry. But yeah, that's, I mean, the thing med students need to learn is networking. And you know what, guys, if you're listening in and you haven't heard me talking about Dr. Patrick Beeman before, 
he is sort of like a mentor to us. And he could be an amazing mentor to a lot of medical students. And if you guys have any questions or you would like to ask him anything about, you know, medicine or anything related to a career that you're willing to pursue, feel free to reach out to him and they can write you, right, Dr. Beeman? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can send an email to, I would probably honestly start with info at insidetheboards.com. That way it won't go to me first. It'll go to somebody who will tell me to reply uh, and stay on me about it. But um, AKA me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So you or uh, one of the other people, but, but yeah, please. Yeah. Reach out. And I would say this recently, we launched a um, tutoring and coaching initiative. If there's enough interest, I, I would like to be able to block my schedule out a few hours per week and take one-to-one like coaching calls with students or do like some group mentoring that is in the works. But with enough interest, I will do that regularly so people can connect with me and I can give you pointers on how to get where you want to be in your career Um, or just to talk. Like I like interacting with med students and in my current clinical work for the past like year, uh, I haven't been able to interact with students in a uh, clinical teaching environment. And I really miss that because, I mean, I found it inside the boards because I like med students and want to uh, serve them. So, <laughs> For sure, for sure. Understandable. So going forward, Dr. Beeman, how do you envision inside the boards to look like or even where do you see Ars Longa Media inside the boards, all these platforms moving towards? What is your vision? I think media in general is the most significant source of social capital and has the greatest capacity to influence culture, whether for good or ill. And I want ALM and ITB to be part of transforming the culture of healthcare and health education through small and large ways. But, you know, whether it's doing an Addiction 101 for Medical Students series on ITB that tries to help remedy some of the lack of formal addiction education that exists in med school, or it's bringing together addiction and recovery-related media and content creators, influencers, and professional organizations to really raise awareness about things that we should be addressing as leaders in healthcare, as physicians or those in training. I think that we can actually. I I do think that there's enough influence through various media channels, ours included, where med students can contribute to a culture of medical education and healthcare that is not sick with some of the diseases that our systems and institutions currently have. Like, you know, we're going to have to change things before everybody starts thinking of being a doctor as like just a job. It's not, it's a profession. And professions usually have something like a calling. Um, and you can lose that as you go through med school and stuff, but you shouldn't and you don't have to, but you got to remember your dignity as a human being, your role as a physician is to be a leader and leaders don't necessarily just take what's given to them by the people who educate them, but they take charge of the direction of 
their community. And the community that med students belong to is the, the community of the profession of medicine. And, you know, we should be wielding our influence because uh, we can do so, you know, whether it's the five patients around you uh, on the wards that you see who can't make heads or tails of nutritional requirements with diabetes. Um, there's a lot that we can do to encourage patients to take charge of their health care and demand good care that is in line with their values, goals, and expectations and not just be treated like they're on an assembly line and we're doing procedures to them rather than journeying with them to like restore health. No, for sure. I think what you've said has a lot of depth to it. I think for myself, I've always envisioned to be the positive change that I wish to see in this world. And I think as a medical doctor, you get that opportunity. And I think we get a lot of responsibility put on us with that title. And with that comes a lot of power to do good. And that's exactly, I think, what you're trying to say here. So yeah, so thank you for that opportunity. And and thank you for starting Inside the Boards and Ars Longa Media. So Yep. I'm excited about where things are going. I mean, I, I will tell people that the past couple of years have been uh, tough to make this grow at the the rate we'd want. And a lot of that is because I'm not going to give up being a doctor. I've got some hard boundaries where I want to continue to see patients and I've become convinced that the the role that, that we have as individuals squarely sits on the communities or within the communities to which we belong. And I've been seeing patients in my own community with addiction uh, specifically, and they just need so much help and advocacy. And, you know, I have spent a lot of uh, my professional time in these kind of like entrepreneurial slash uh, creative endeavors. But I'm going to go back to ramping up my clinical work here in the next few months. So I'm in the process of thinking how to hand over the growth and stewardship of inside the boards to other people who are part of our audience, part of our community, who want to help like make some of these things happen, even, you know, with its if it's small contributions of time or ideas. So yeah, thanks to everybody who's listened these past definitely six years now. Um, everybody who's contributed, I hope to continue this work in the future and would be happy to have collaborators. Like, I will do my best to be an advocate for you professionally to reach your goals because that's, that's kind of what I do. I'm like a producer. I'm actually the executive producer. I've got an executive or an EP credit on an album. It's like metalcore, <laughs> um, melodic metalcore. I don't know what you'd call it, but... Um, that's that's my role. I see. Um, I'm very good at being a producer and bringing out the best in people or other like organizations. And so, you know, if you're interested, like we got stuff to do. <laughs> I concur. Well, Dr. Beeman, before we wrap things up today, I have one last question for you. Yeah. And that is, yeah, I know that you're a man of many talents. Is there something that you're bad at at all? I mean, <laughs> is, that, is there anything you would say that you... That was a joke. Well, but. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's part of it too, is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Um, yeah, I mean, practically, I'm very bad at being on time. 
Um, I, I am very bad at responding to emails. Uh, that's why I email us. In a timely fashion. <laughs> yeah, that's why I gave you a different address. And uh, But as an individual, I'd say what I'm worst at is keeping my priorities straight. You know, in, in my schema of the world, it's supposed to be ordered towards my faith or, you know, God, family, country. That was the order uh, when I was in Boy Scouts. But ensuring that, like, you know, the things that matter and last, like your beliefs and the relationships you have, um, stay at the forefront of your time. I am continually revising and trying to figure out how to do that. Well, thank you for that, Dr. Beeman. And thank you so much for taking the time to introduce yourself, talk about Inside the Boards. I always have a pleasure of listening to you and talking to you and sharing ideas. So thank you for coming on and sharing that moment, that knowledge and everything that you've gone through with us. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you too for your help. Like it it means a lot whenever somebody's willing to give their time to this work and what I've been trying to help build. So I appreciate you too, Eva. (laughs) All right, guys, that's us signing off for today. Please continue to listen in to Inside the Boards and Ars Longa Media. We will be back with more episodes to follow. See you guys next time. (laughs) 